Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're glad you're all here today, and wow, what a weather out, man, we got to enjoy this, huh? Anyways, you know, from time to time, I... Most of you know I went to cardiologist a couple years ago. My heart flares up. I just got to take a little Sunday off now and then. So I'm glad to feel a lot better today and uh, just so thankful. So thankful for all of you and City Church and what we do here. And, uh, you know, we just thought it couldn't get any more confusing in 2020, but it, it has. So... Uh, what do we do? Where do we look? And what do we do is we pause. We realize that we are a believer in Jesus. He's in control. And then we look to his word. So we're going to look at uh, Ephesians today in, in chapter 1 in just a minute. But let's pray. Father, we thank you today, Lord, in this time that we live in, that uh, a lot of uncertainty. But, Father, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we thank you as we open your word up today. All of us are going through maybe the same thing, but all of us are going through something different. So I pray you just uh, encourage us today through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to look at God's word today on how that uh, confused to, to confident and whether it's you're confused by what's going on in society or you're confused maybe by what's, what's happening in your own personal life. You know, I, I tell all of you that I'm dyslexic, you know, and it doesn't affect my reading, but I, don't, I just don't think that you really believe me, okay? So I, I'm going to tell you what happened to me uh, this week. So on election day, I'm going to go vote. So the night before, I heard that because of the virus and everything that's going on, that a lot of different polling places that there's going to be, um, there's going to be more, okay? And where I vote is going to change. So I'm hearing this. So I, I go on and I punch like what has like a letter that you're supposed to after your name. So I punched in and it showed this one area where I'm supposed to go vote. I usually vote at, at a high school. And... Um, I'm supposed to go to a different area. So that's fine. So didn't think much about it, prayed, got up the next day. And, uh, and I go to the polling place, everything's fine. And I, hey, how you doing? Oh, great, how are you? And, uh, and they look, and they're looking, like, uh, oh, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> I say, it says right on my phone, you know, I'm G, I'm in the G area, and I'm G, and, and I, I, well, I'm sorry, but this is not where you're supposed to be. And then I said, well, what about this name? Oh, yeah, 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 that, that's the other building. It's, it's uh, like half a mile down the road because they separate. Oh, I said, okay, fine, no problem. So in my truck, go down, half a mile down the road and uh, walk in and uh, gave my name, everything. Uh, well, uh, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> at least it was a nice day. So I go, what? I go, it says, and she's looking at it. They're looking at my phone. I go, you're right. That's, you know, you're supposed to be. I, I, you know, this is where you're supposed to be. And, and, I, and uh, 
and then the next thing was, well, uh, we want you to meet uh, the lady that's right down here. There's like five people. Uh, she's our troubleshooter. Uh, I'm thinking, can I make it any more complicated? I'm just going to vote. So she goes down, and she's looking at my phone. She's looking at me, and, and, and she goes, look up at the right-hand corner of, of, of the whole message. I go, okay. She goes, it says 2011. <laughs> she goes, you're supposed to go back to the high school. I go, oh, right. Anyway, so that's, that's part of what I do, what I live with. I'm confused. Uh, half the time I'm confused. But anyways, there's a lot of confusion. We all get confused um, at some time or another. And I think now more than ever, everybody's confused. What do we do with our kids, what, with the school? What, what's going on with the schools? And do we do this or do that? And, and I feel bad for if you're here today and you're a teacher or if you're a nurse and all the different things you got to do you didn't have to used to do. And everything that we're, we're facing, and, and it's difficult. I'm not trying to make light of it, but what it's done, your, your daily pressures that, that are confusing enough, uh, this has just thrown that much more on all the outside things that we see happening. We've got to remember, God's still in control. That being said, look at Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, and when we talk about confusion, I love one of the the definitions that I saw, it has like a synonym with the, with the definition. One of those that I saw with being confused, it was so great. You know, it has, you know, it have like 10 different ones. And the one that I really like, it said to be, you're confused. And one of them said to be misled. So when we're, when we're getting out, you know, in the desert somewhere, we're out not sure what's going on in our life. Some way, somehow as a believer, I believe that when we get confused, we're misled. Whether it's our own decision making or we thought it was going to be a certain way or whether it's someone misled us. I want you to keep that uh, for the second verse we're going to look at in a little bit. But that being said, the confusion aspect of what people are always remember, God is not the author of confusion. There's a great verse in the book of James. And in James it tells us, that, that confusion comes in where someone, okay, remember that word misled. When someone is confused, all right, right before that in James, the verse says, there is self-seeking and envy that leads to much evil and confusion. When our self gets in the way, we got to really be careful. Because we think, without a doubt, no matter what, we're, we're going to hold our line that we're right. And God's saying, I want you to be open. I want you to remember, I, I am not going to confuse you. God doesn't do that. Then how do we get, and this is what I want to remember, how do we get clarity? If we're, if we're confused right now with everything that's going on, I mean, everybody keeps saying, you know, I can't wait for 2020 to be over with. Well, you don't want to wish your life away either. So when we look at God's word, what is he telling us? I want you to remember now, this is a prayer. This is a prayer that's being prayed, that's being written also to us as we see today. You see, Dallas, we, we looked at this verse already this year. Well, I want to look at it again, all right? So I'm, I guess I'm the pastor. We can do it again. But, you know, what I found is this. We, 
we need to have repetition and learning. You know, that's what a teacher does, right? We need to, to where sometimes in God's word, we need to, you know, that's what the Lord's impressed upon me this year, is that sometimes I might study completely different, but use that same verse because we need to, it's so important what it says. This is so important for you and I to have clarity today in what we're going through. Listen to what Ephesians chapter 1 or verse 17 says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In other words, he's going to help you what you see and what you know. You and I, if we're honest with ourselves, how many times, ask yourself this question. I'm not getting down here. Ask yourself this question. How many times last week did you ask the good Lord for wisdom? It comes in a form, it says, in the spirit. So this is it. It's not, it's, it's not knowledge this way. I've always said, you know, we look at people years ago, remember years ago and years and years ago, you got to go to college. You got to go to college. And that's great. Many people do go to college. But I've always said there's some people aren't supposed to go to college, okay, that are gifted in what they do and, and how they work with their hands or different things. So that being said, that's knowledge in this world. But when it comes to us being able to understand life, how to parent, how to live, how to work on our marriages, all these different things, how to communicate at work, all the things that we don't know. God says, I'm going to give you, when you're confused, the spirit of wisdom. So when we have not just knowledge, but it comes, I want you to always remember, we know this, we talk a lot about the Holy Spirit here at City Church. What the spirit of wisdom is, it's supernatural. It is a thought that God will give you that you can't get any other way. No matter how much you study, no matter how many degrees you try and have, no matter how good you are at your job. It only comes from heaven, that spirit of wisdom. And he's going to give it to us. It says, I'm going to give you that. When you're confused, look to me, and I will give you in such a way, no matter if we're in high school, no matter if we're 50 or we're 70, we deal with different things all our life. He says, if you remember who I am, let me give to you the spirit of wisdom. And he doesn't stop there, and of knowledge. In other words, you're going to be able to see and you're going to be able to know what to do. It's amazing how the Lord does it now. Let's continue what he says here. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory and the inheritance in the saints. What is the hope of his calling? You know, you know when, you, when you know that, that you can get through something, you know without a doubt this is what you're supposed to do. Let's take a parent, for a parent, for example. A parent is supposed to do what? They're supposed to be a parent, right? No matter what happens, if the kid's doing great, if the kid's not doing great, the kid's sick, well, whatever, we're supposed to be a parent, and we know what is involved with that. What the Lord is saying is he gives us such understanding. That is who you are. That is, that is part of your calling. When you have a child, okay, that's who you are. When you get married with your, with your mate that we're supposed to, that's part of being a partner in marriage. Now, what the Lord's saying here, there is something, and here's where we get confused, because the confusion comes in when life just throws something at you that you don't have a clue why this is happening. You start to get confused. The clarity comes in, you say, wait a minute, I'm a believer, and I know God has gifted me to do this 
in life. Now, I don't know what that is for all of you, but I know, using an example as a parent, I know this, that it's instilled in you. And when you have that hope of your calling, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what happens, you can still see Jesus. You still know this is what you're supposed to do in life. And yes, sometimes they're much more difficult than others, but you have what? A hope. It is a calling and you have a hope. I want you to know today here that you have a hope. It doesn't matter what we hear in the news. It doesn't matter what happens in society or the phone call that you get. You know as a believer, Jesus has his hand on your life, and he's going to direct you. He's going to let you see with that wisdom, and then when you see because you're asking for wisdom, then you're going to know what to do. That's who he is, no matter what we face in this life. All right, let's continue. Verse uh, 19. Or let me read the last part of, of verse 18 where it says, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceedingly greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty Power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Now, the Lord is in heaven. He's watching down us, and he is exactly what you need when you need it. I'll give you an example. Years and years ago when I was pastoring a, a very, very large church, and there was a, a large debt, and uh, there was a man who was very wealthy, and and he passed away, uh, let's see, probably before I share with you what happened, it was probably a good, I don't know, 15 or 20 years before this happened, what I'm about to tell you. And he gave a lot of money to the church. And the Lord blessed and was able to do a lot of things in the church because of the way this individual gave to the Lord's work. And all of his very, very wealthy friends on Wall Street would, would, would always say, and I would think of his name right now, and would always ask him, say, man, what, what's the deal with you? I mean, I don't know what you do, no matter what happens. I mean, you, I mean, you, you just seem to get more and more, and he, he would share with them why, you know, how he gave to the Lord. Anyways, so I'm going on 15 or 20 years after he passed away. A senior pastor was called in the office, and he said, hey, uh, you remember when so-and-so passed away that he left so much money to the church? I said, yeah. Now, get this. This was 15 or 20 years before this. So now I'm walking in the office. They said, he, he also did this at the death. Now, get this. At the death of his attorney, he wanted to give another $150,000. And what is that about? I don't even know. I can't even figure that out. But 15 or 20 years later, when the church exactly at that time needed it, with a huge debt and a big ministry, also exactly when the church needed it, he had put in that man's heart to say 15, 20, at the death of his attorney, then this other money will be given to the church. Well, I, inheritance, this is what I want you to get. Do you know as a believer we have an inheritance from heaven? And and. As a believer, God died, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and he rose from the grave. Now, we know an inheritance happens when someone has to die, right? When Jesus is sitting after his death and resurrection in heaven, 
Do you know, we're constantly being blessed if we realize it with these inheritance. And at the right time, don't be confused, at the right time, at the right place, and just when you need it. 15, 20 years it's been from whatever it might be. He comes through and he does it. And we're like, what was that about? That's because Jesus is, is our Savior. He's our Heavenly Father. And he knows exactly what we, we are blessed through his inheritance. He's seated at the right hand of God. And he knows everything that you're going through. He wants you and I to know today that we don't have to be confused. When we read that verse, we can have clarity. Let's, let me finish. Which he worked, which I already went through, but I just want to close it. Which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in heavenly places. God is watching over us all the time. I want you to remember that today, even when you leave. He's always watching everything that happens in your life, and he's there to help you, guide you, give you wisdom, and bless you. Devil there for one reason, confuse you. Jesus is there to give us clarity. Now let's, let's build on this in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 24. Now we go from being confused and we have that clarity because we have the spirit of wisdom and we know the Lord's going to come through just when we need it, not when we think we need it, but when he knows we need it. And it says in Proverbs chapter 3, we're going to read and we're going to talk about sleep. You know that there is more money spent in the United States, I think all, more than any other medical, uh, if you want to say situation device, uh, trying to figure that, sleeping products or sleeping, sleep, pillows, you know, you see that advertised all the time, right? Oh, this is the pillow. This is it. This is the one when you fall asleep, you'll wake up and your face will look like a cartoon face. That's what it is. You're going to wake up and that, your face is going to be like this. You're going to sleep so sound. All right? <laughs> but what is the Lord telling us about sleep? We, it's, it's an amazing verse in Proverbs that he tells us when, when we're confused, but God, Jesus gets us into clarity and we begin to see. What does he tell us? This is what does he tell us about our sleep, that, that when, when we are confident, when we are confident in him. You know, confidence means to, if you have real confidence, it means to really trust in a thing or in a person. Confidence, we know, as a believer, is to totally trust that God sees everything. He knows what's going on. He's coming through right at the right time. He has, you have hope in the calling in which you've been called. And you don't have to be confused. You have clarity and you have confidence in him. Listen to what he says. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down and your sleep will be sweet. Let me read it again. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down, and your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor trouble from the wicked when it comes, because it will come. Here it is, for the Lord will be your confidence. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught.
and keep your foot from being caught. Why is that? Because the Lord is our confidence. In other words, no matter what is happening, what's going on, no matter how hard it gets, we trust him. We trust him in such a way that we are so confident that he's going to come through no matter what you hear in the news, no matter what is going on in your personal life, no matter what things are crumbling around you, you have a hope of the calling in Jesus. You know who he is. He's watching over every area of your life, and just at the right time, he's going to come through. We have to so believe in, that, in him in that way that we are confident that we know whether it's today, tomorrow, or next year, he's coming through, and that's how we have to live. Because if not, I want you to get this, if not, you and I will do something very stupid and we will try and do it our way. Our foot will what? It will be caught. In other words, when we're misled, we're confused, and we get caught in the trap of the devil. We get caught. In other words, we can't get away and... I just want to say this today before we close in a minute. Jesus will always keep you from getting caught. He says, when you see that you're tempted, flee from it. Run from it. And, you know, every time, it is amazing, every time that we tell the devil no, he doesn't have a choice. Think about that. He has to let us go. But when we start to dabble... We get in trouble. And, and, you know, we have hundreds and hundreds of people that watch on YouTube and our church app and all these things. So I, I want to say this now to them or us or whoever is listening. The Lord impressed upon me at this point of getting caught when it comes to being faithful. And the reason I want to bring this is bringing this week another very well-known, uh, how many times are they going to say this again and again and again, a very well-known uh, pastor in New York City, uh, very, very large church, uh, was all over the news this week, was found to be unfaithful. And those were the words that I say even, that came even from his mouth. He was unfaithful in his marriage. Caught. The devil always tells us when it comes to that, because I, I have told so many pastors and I speak to myself, destroy your ministry. I'm not saying you can't come back. I'm saying it would be very, very, very difficult. And if the devil can do anything, anything more than anything, if I could say it that way, to rip apart the wonderful, amazing family that God had made is for someone in that place of a husband and wife to be unfaithful. The way that he does is confusion. And the way that he does, he gets you out there and you think no one's going to know. And what I said at the beginning today, what I said at the beginning today where there is self-seeking there is confusion, and there is all kinds of evil. And when we're confused, we make the wrong decision. I'll never forget, 
My dad was talking to me man to man one of the few times that we were talking when he was older and he was in his 70s. He said, Dad, he said, son, you never stop from being tempted. Never stops. I want you to know today that the Lord says, if your confidence is in the Lord, you don't have to be paranoid. I have to be paranoid every time I see this happening to another pastor. I didn't sleep all, all night. All that night this week, I didn't sleep because of what took place. And I wrestled with it. Why? Because of what it did to the, his family and what it did to the thousands of people who came to that church and, and what it does to society because it was splashed all over the nose. See, 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 you don't need church. You don't need to go to church. You don't need all these things. Look, you can't even trust those people anymore. Again and again and again, confusion. But God says, no matter what it looks like, I'm here to tell you today, whether you're watching or here, no matter if you're so close to leaving, listen to me. Listen, the devil is lying to you. The, level, he, he's, the devil's coming after you. And to know that when you can see clearly, clearly what he sees today, meaning the pastor that fell, what he sees today, he knows it wasn't worth it, but it's too late. It's not too late for him to be restored. I'm just saying it's too late for we see what is happening. What I'm here to tell you today is the devil is so sly. And he will tell you everything that you want to hear. But it's a lie. You know, God can't lie. God can't lie. He'll always tell you the truth. I'm here to tell you today that for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being. I think we don't talk about that enough today, and that's enough said about that. But just to know, the devil hates you. He hates what you stand for, and he's coming after you. And no better way can he can when you get older than to destroy your testimony and your family through being unfaithful. And the devil will lie to you every way imaginable. Listen. Listen to God's word. He's going to come through. You don't know how, you don't know when, you don't know what. But if you're faithful, if you're faithful, God says, your confidence in me, I will bless your life. Let's close with this verse. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 talking about confidence. It's a great verse. If you don't have this underlined or memorized, you need to do so for the, how the devil comes at you. Being confident of this very thing that he, meaning God, through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, he who has begun a good work in you. Be confident of this very thing. Be confident that he who has begun, he who saved you, that same person, Jesus, who saved you, who began, who is beginning a good work in you, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. It is no surprise to him where you're at in your life. There's no surprise to him. Your health, your job situation, your family situation, God's not surprised. He's not surprised. Be confident to know the day that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, 
He started a hope and a calling in your life. And no matter what's going on right now, no matter what's happening, he's still coming through. And just to know, Lord, give me wisdom at this time. Lord, let me see in such a way that even though I don't have the answer, what he gives you is peace. In the midst of being a parent, in the midst of, of situations at work, in the midst of whatever you fill in the blank, the answer's not there, but the peace is. That's who we serve. We go from being confused to having clarity through being able to know that we have wisdom and we can see and know what to do. And then, and then the Lord says, we're confident in him that he's coming through. No matter what's happened in our life, he's coming through and he's going to bless your life. Just hold on right now and see for today and know that there is hope for you tomorrow. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. And where is it that you're confused? We all, we all go through it. You're watching wherever, you're listening, you're here. There's some confusion. I, I know that the devil does it every day. He'll throw something at us every day. Confuses. And a lot of times it's a lot bigger than, than what we can handle most of the time. But I'm here to tell you today, Jesus is the answer. You see him, you know him. We are his children. Man, he, he's coming through. I don't know when, I don't know how. But he's coming through in a big way. Don't miss that. Don't miss it. It might, it might be months. It might be a year. But, but when you get through this valley and you get through this hard time, it, the God's word says, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's who Jesus is. That's who we have to have hope when we're confused. Don't give up. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me strength. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus is your Savior, you're watching, I want you to know you can pray right now, Jesus. I've heard this message today. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. But I know that I need you. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins. You shed your perfect blood on the cross for me. Jesus, forgive me. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you today for your word, for the music that we heard Ben led us this morning and through now that the word that we've heard that it will stay with us. We will know and that we will see supernaturally what we need to do. And Father, we have hope. 
And our hope is that confidence that we have in you that you're coming through. Father, if there's someone here today in this place right now, there's been leads, if there's someone here that someone needs to know you as their Savior, may they come forward today as we give an invitation song. Father, we will be careful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his Son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.